Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that await you there. Unlike a lot of those other talk show hosts, our website is free. You can go and enjoy the various different features you'll find there. All of them are on the house. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. Ademo is here courtesy of coplock.org and uh, maybe joining us on Tuesday nights until further notice. Yeah, it's unfortunately uh, Derek's in jail, right? He was the Tuesday host. and He was. So and now he's... Uh, Housed in the House of Corrections for about 115 days, possibly. That's, I think, the maximum. I believe 75 days is right. uh, is good time. I so. always think of the maximum when I go in there. You might sure. get your mindset on it. but Yeah, you've got to expect the worst, for sure. So big shoes to fill. I'll try to do my best. He does have some big and very flamboyant shoes uh, to fill. I don't know if you <laughs> They can... are sparkly. Right. It's, <laughs> it's trappy. It's and hard. sassy. <laughs> it's hard to replace Derek J., uh, no doubt about that. And I talked in detail last night, so I don't want to rehash all of what was going on. I, g- I pretty much gave everybody... It was almost the whole first hour. It kind of talked about what was going on with Derek and, and how folks can get in touch with him through mailtojail.com. Uh, so he is available through that at this yeah, that's time. a great website too it really helped me out when i was in there so i it it was huge i mean the the bulk when i was in for uh, my 58 days the bulk of the mail i received was from mail to jail yeah. like the super majority of the mail i received was from mail to jail.com it's it's got to be one of the most effective and useful and important i think activist projects that we have going on up here yeah definitely for people who do civdis at least for, yeah, well, I mean, anybody who's <laughs> just well, they, just because you do civdis or just because you're not doing civdis doesn't mean you won't end up behind bars, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I just mean those guys always end up there, though. No doubt. So, uh, so we're going to talk about. Uh, in fact, we'll start. I think with what you brought to the table here tonight, Ademo, because right now it's. Not only is it over at copblock.org, I'm sure, it's also the number one story at freetalklive.com as voted up by our listeners. And the story is from our friend Carlos Miller over at uh, pixic.com, but you probably know the story pretty pretty intimately. It's about a homeless man being beaten to death by the police. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Fullerton, California. You know, California is notorious for he- heavy-handed cops, and uh, Coplock's own uh, Jen Chow has been covering this for a while since uh, July when it took place. But today, I mean, uh, the video was released because some of these officers, even though there was a a number, seven to eight uh, on scene, who knows how many were involved in actually assaulting him because if you watch the video, you can see there's a bush in the way. But How many were involved in uh, stopping the assault? None. Okay. Uh, There was actually two incidents where a beginning when his partner walked up and Kelly Thomas was the officer is berating him and putting on gloves and saying, you know, you're about to get a whooping and can you see my fist? They're about to f you up, and so Jeez. yeah, and so just then Kelly Thomas was about to run off, and that's when the partner just starts coming in with the baton, and then later another uh, officer shows up in a cruiser and he just hops out and starts with you know you can't see really, but he's running in and you can see the momentum. He's probably putting a boot to somebody's body or knee to the back or face, you know, textbook and, police. And the, the pictures of this this guy, this young young man who, uh, you know, we got to see probably a year ago. I mean, he was, he looked like an eggplant. He was so messed up. It was, yeah, it's it very was sad. There's very, very gruesome pictures. Uh, his nose is, is inflated with some balloons because you could only imagine, again, there is the convenience of this tree from this uh, police-controlled surveillance camera. Mm-hmm. Um and I can only assume that when the officers then tackled him to the ground, three guys were on top of him. He's screaming for his dad that he can't breathe, that he's sorry for like giving slack to the officers previously. 
and they're not letting up. They keep saying, stop resisting and put your hands behind your back. But how can you put your hands behind your back when you can't even breathe? You know, there are so many guys on top of him. And it's my belief that that's the time where they may have slammed his face into the ground Mm -hmm. a couple times. Because there's also pictures uh, with this blog that were released after the trial and um, huge puddle of blood. So you can only imagine Mm -hmm. what they were doing to him. Didn't come from the officers. Did well, it did the their, their bodies. Right. No, right. But yes. So, you know, and, and one thing that we'll often get on this program is, you know, people will say, well, it's it's a few bad apples as far as the officers go and that kind of thing. And, you know, this is what I want to believe. Well, where are the good ones? But you <laughs> right? would think if there were seven or eight officers from a statistical standpoint here, so the, the seven or eight bad officers that existed at the Fullerton Police Department happened to converge upon this scene. Yeah. Um, or that the um, you know the ones that that came during the beating assume that the immediate assumption is that these officers that are administering a beating at that point must be right in their administering of the beating, mm. as if officers are ever supposed to be administering a beating. And, and this is very clear in the video what you're describing here, Mark, because at a certain point these three officers were the only ones there at first, but then another th- three, maybe four officers show up at one point towards the end of the video when they realize wow, this guy's pretty messed up and they ask for meds, there are six men on top of him, you know, and one by one they get off and they realize he's not moving. You know, they ask if he's breathing and the video that was displayed, it's in three parts from this other source that has posted it from the trials. But um, one of the parts cuts out right at the end where the cops are like, what are we going to do now? You know, and so they're, they know they're in trouble, you know. I mean, they know that they've done Time wrong. Time to cook excessive. up a story. Right. Let's get all our stories straight, boys. And you can't help but wonder because Kelly Thomas, his dad is either a or a retired, I can check in a little while, uh, former police officer or police officer so of the sheriff's department. So you can only wonder that if this uh, man's father hadn't been law enforcement, would this have been swept under the log? I mean, homeless people go just missing all the time. Just another dead homeless guy. Right, because this video- He wasn't really thing, homeless. He was just a little crazy, right? Like he didn't, he didn't work. I think he had family and friends that he could go to, but for the primary or the majority of his time was spent on the streets. The okay. officers referenced. I can't. There's three parts, so I want to say it's maybe about 27 minutes total. The whole uh, surveillance video that's controlled by the police, the government watching us. Uh, they show it at the beginning, and they're the officers leaning up against this car. Kelly Thomas is just standing there, and he's like, "I've seen you before. Every night, I have to talk to you." And Kelly Thomas is giving him kind of slack, like, "Yeah, I don't know why you're you're always talking to me." They ask him where he's sleeping. He's like, "Yeah, in Fullerton." They're like, "Where?" He's like, "Well, in a trash can. I don't know." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, are you gonna go to bed soon?" He's like, "Well, if you leave me alone." So he was, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Some people could say what well, snippy, sarcastic, yeah. whatever term you want, but definitely doesn't justify what happens to him no in that. So this guy wasn't wanted for like some multiple stabbing or anything like that. I mean, they were just messing with some dude that, that was homeless. Yeah, they didn't basically, like. yeah. It looks like, I, I don't know the exact area in uh, Fullerton here that they are, but it looks like there's park benches, maybe buses pull up here or something, and uh, he's just sitting on a bench, and it seems like the cops must have been rolling by. Cause it doesn't see anyone else around. I don't know who called the cops, like this guy standing here. It just doesn't seem to be apartment buildings or mm-hmm. uh, residential homes. So I can only assume, again, that the cops were just strolling by, see somebody they recognize, know it's a target, maybe he's had drugs on him before or sure. something, and, you know, well, let's see what's up, and then escalate They to love this. to pick on the same people over and over again. Right, but you could tell as soon as Kelly Thomas stood up and was like, he, that's probably when he got the most defiant in the orders or, you know, messing with the cops, and as soon as they had a chance to use force, you know, that, that, that partner hit him with the batons, and you hear slap, 
And then he takes off like two, three steps, and they just pile on him. Mm. And that's when they have him on the ground. And from there on out, it was like, hey, we're going to get as many licks in as we can because they were already angry at the guy. They were making fun of him, you know, poking fun at him and stuff, trying to put him into a, a confrontation. It's terrible. It is. Trying to escalate the situation. I, you know, it, you would think that... <sighs> I don't know. It's it's such a mess. I, the the homeless situation, as far as I'm concerned, um, is basically a, a product of the you know the, the public property that exists um, in 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 you know America and around the world. If you didn't have public property, then they'd be sleeping on private property, and then you'd have to they'd have a, some other way of dealing with getting them off of pro, pro, private property. Right, and some private property owners might not care. There's one guy that owns some property here in Keene yep. that. The homeless were camping on for a long time, and he didn't care. He knew about it and was totally fine with this. Like, hey, it's it's in the woods. It's in my property. So what? Let him camp. But it was the city who came in and decided they were going to come in, and they were going to bring the fire department and the code enforcers, and they're going to write up a bunch of things. Oh, you, this structure is not according to the building codes. And so they came in there with all their bureaucracy. These guys have been fine in the forest, not bothering anybody. And they made a, a whole issue out of it. And, of course, it only happened after the local newspaper reported on the homeless living in the woods. Oh, yeah. They, they gave an interesting story about people sort of being self-reliant and camping. Um, and, I mean, that's what was going on there. This is New Hampshire. You must have a structure. And they had, you know, built some structures out right. there. And they didn't build them, of course, to the specifications that uh, that the, the city liked. But they were certainly good enough for the forefathers in this country. So more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Since we're on it, how about a cop that says, uh, I'm a cop. I can do whatever I want. We'll tell you about it. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features, and you can enjoy them all on the house, including listening options. We've got multiple streams, so you can listen around the clock. 24-7 Free Talk Live's latest episode is airing. Over at freetalklive.com. You can actually go to listen.freetalklive.com. You'll find the listening links there for the broadband, midband, and narrowband streams. So different stream bit rates for different internet connection speeds. Uh, plus, you'll also learn about the over 100 great radio stations that air the show at various points throughout the week on both AM and FM across the country. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're on two channels. And in addition to that, we've also got a KU Band free-to-air channel. You can find us on there. And plus, we've got the webcam as well as listen lines, phone uh, phone lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and get the show into your ears that way. So go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can learn all about that. Listen.freetalklive.com. And bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service by which to abide. And there's no government that is issuing these things. There's no corporation that's in charge. The Bitcoin is completely open source. It is completely decentralized. 
In fact, that means the government people are pretty upset by it because they can't just target some vault somewhere. They can't just target some corporate offices. Uh, they can't go after the head of the Hydras. There's just no they way. They have no control. They Absolutely. They've completely lost control of the money system with the advent of Bitcoin. Of course, the more popular Bitcoin becomes, the less control the government people have. So it's really an amazing uh, technology. You can go to weusecoins.org. To learn more, we use coins.org. That's a great place to learn about the Bitcoin. And once you're ready to jump in, you can go to bitinstant.com and get your Bitcoins with cash by depositing at any major bank. That's bitinstant.com. Uh, as I understand, the FBI just released a white paper on uh, Bitcoins. And oh. um, apparently, it is not particularly negative. Okay. So they're in favor. They support it. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I don't wouldn't go that far at all. But it's just kind of interesting because... And you heard this from... I, you know, online in the Bitcoin Consortium gotcha. Facebook page thing that I uh, am a member, of, of which I am a member. Far leap. Didn't they call the uh, Liberty Dollar people the, or financial terrorists or... Who, no, no, that was the... That other individual. Domestic terrorism? Uh, well, no. The Liberty Dollar was called uh, contraband at the very least. Right. I forgot the... I think the his, lady did use the term terrorism. I think, I think she did suggest it was domestic terrorism to use the Liberty Dollar, which, of course, is another alternative currency. This one was uh, based in precious metals, and the weak point of the Liberty Dollar was the fact that it was all in a vault somewhere. So all the uh, feds have had to do was go and raid the vault and then raid the home office, and they literally walked away with millions and millions of dollars worth of precious uh, metals. copper and silver and gold. The FBI and SWAT teams haven't figured out how to raid the internet yet. Yeah, they're going to have a heck of a time figuring it out, too. Yeah. All right. And they can't take anything away. There's nothing to cart away with the Bitcoin. It's all completely digital. So, again, uh, go to weusecoins.org to learn more. Now, we've been discussing this case uh, about Kelly Thomas. He's a homeless guy living out in California. Where was it in Cali? Uh, Fullerton, California. Fullerton, California. He's presumably minding his own business, uh, being homeless, uh, wherever it was he was in, in Fullerton, and some cops came up to mess with him, and uh, basically they ended up attacking him for absolutely no reason besides the fact that they know they, they're cops and they can get away with this stuff, yeah, at least I mean, most of the time. Why they were stopping him, why they were harassing him is beyond me other than nothing else better to do. Well, and now a couple of them are actually on trial for this, which, as you pointed out during the break, is pretty unusual. I mean, yeah. when cops kill people and hurt people, generally there's no accountability for them whatsoever. Was this just one of those situations, Adamo? By the way, you're from copblock.org, so you guys have been following this story for a while over there. But is this one of those situations where it was just so egregious, where they just they had to bring somebody up on charges to make it look like they, uh, the government guys were, you know, they felt like they were backed into a corner, so they had to do something about right. it? Who's to say exactly what it is? I think a number of things played. First, there was a video from a bystander, and you could hear the screams from Kelly Thomas. And even though the police were keeping people away, and there isn't nearly uh, the you know damning video that then that was released today um it still went viral and websites like hot block and other police accountability sites pushed it and really got a good movement there and f- there's a few good folks that we've even met on the road uh tony bushala from back in motorhome diaries he's one of the guys behind the uh, free fullerton website in this campaign with kelly thomas so they got a good group on the ground to advocate it it probably doesn't hurt either that kelly thomas's father uh, was a law enforcement officer either currently or mm-hmm. at some point with the sheriff's department. So because he, he knows able. the ins and outs, at the very least, of getting something like this pushed through. He right, knows he might be able to pull some strings. Yeah. Well, and when they would go, you know, when the police knock on the door and say, oh, um, your son was trying to assault some cops and uh, ended up, you know, beat up and he's in the hospital in a coma, 
the dad probably knows what that means in cop speak. You know, uh, what do you mean? You know, he, he probably has heard stories from other officers and how they treat homeless people or folks they, you know, frequently <laughs> experienced stop. It. Yeah, experience done it. I don't know. Right. Uh, so that probably doesn't hurt either. I think it's a, a mix of all things. But it is surprising to see that two of the officers are, although the officer who hits him first for no reason at all isn't being charged. You know, mm. another officer uh, was bailed out by the police union for $25,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, and one officer, the one who is being charged with the second-degree murder, uh, is sitting. And I can only imagine, you know, they definitely don't have him in general population. I can only imagine the guards are bringing him all kinds of trinkets and treats or something. I, I wouldn't know. Um, I did. I was in prison with a guy who claimed to have been a law enforcement officer at one point. One of the problems with talking to convicts is they tell lies. Uh, but he was in population <laughs> and, uh, you know, managed to... I, you know, like I guess he was in a different worked in a different state or something like that, so he didn't have the kind of protection that mm-hmm. uh, perhaps others would. Nobody really knew that that was the case. He confided in me, but then again, it may have been just some weird lie too. Um, and he didn't get any kind of benefits. I, I would suspect the guy's in a confinement cell, and I don't care whether you get, uh, you know, little treats here and there and a and a magazine to read or whatever. Confinement stinks so much more than having. No, I agree. Jail is jail. I mean, whether you're in the Club Med or the Cheshire. County spiritual retreat. Uh, it's jail is jail. I just am more or less pointing out the the double standard oh, that sure. will continue throughout. I don't know what your your uh, example was or what that guy did or how long or how far he was from being a Leo. But this guy's housed in his backyard. You know the guys he's probably worked in and out with. You know sure. some people probably don't disagree with what he's done. Is all I'm saying, and so they're probably giving him some perks. I think Still probably jail. the biggest thing is is that he actually knows these guys. You're right. It's and you know it is his own backyard. He's worked with these people on a regular basis. Brought inmates in at the very mm-hmm. least and had a chance to chat with them. And that's going to you know result in a in a Snickers bar here and there. Sure. Toll free number tonight is eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So you said there's one guy that's getting charged with second degree murder. Yep. Second-degree murder, and another guy was facing some assault charges, and then a few other cops, it seems, may or may not have, because this is preliminary, so we'll see in the trial as all this comes out, taken deals or may not have gotten charged. Maybe the first guy didn't get charged for hitting him with a baton because he's going to testify later. Maybe he so. kept his job. Who yeah, knows? Well, and this is the part that's very interesting to me. I always try to, to you know, let's remove the situation, remove the silly uh, hats and the, the badges and that kind of thing. And what would happen to you and I if for whatever reason we, you know, seven of my friends jumped on some dude with me. <laughs> Go away for a long 60 time. 60 cost bitch house. It should also be noted too, that this is the first time the police have been prosecuted in this county for a crime of such short of violence. Mm. Oh, I'm sure it's the first time anything like that has ever happened. 855-450-FREE. Our officers would never behave like this. You can take control. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. Head over to freetalklive.com where you'll find news updates. You get signed up and follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method is preferable to you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up there. Once again, it's it's free, of course. News.freetalklive.com. And coming up here in approximately, I don't know, six weeks or something like that, it's pretty soon, June 18th through the 24th, we invite you to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Ademo, are you going? I am going to be there for sure all week. Excellent. So will we, uh, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting every single night. In fact, we may do an extra night. I know there's some possibility, Mark, that you and Stephanie may be going up for the Sunday show. We're going up early. Technically the Sunday before Porkfest starts. So we may be broadcasting from Porkfest when it's not even Porkfest. Pre-Porkfest show. That's like too many P's there. We we will be maxing out the uh, Free Talk Live at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So you can come up and uh, you can see us, but we're not going to be the only radio show uh, broadcasting from there. I, I just confirmed today that Ernie Hancock uh, declare your independence. Awesome. He's going to be there awesome. every single day. I think uh, during the week, Angel Clark is going to be coming out as well uh, for s- several days. I, I know that, of course, uh, Stephanie Murphy from Pork Therapy, uh, Dale and Neil from uh, Flaming Freedom, they're both going to be producing their shows live there as well. And maybe even School Sucks. So it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, radio yeah, going on great. at this particular event. But it's not like a radio event. I'm just pointing out that there's uh, going to be a lot of coverage. Uh, it's an event about getting liberty minded people together to get to know one another and socialize and have fun. And of course, there's a lot of family events that are going to be going on yep. and also adult. Uh, parties like the uh, the big gay dance party is yeah. coming back for its third year and it's just going to be an absolute blast there's so much to do going to have um, live music i believe some comedians are going to yeah, be there and there's again. always the food the vendors the agorism so much food and so i'm glad stuff. you brought that up because the food is available by whoever it is that wants to make it so people set up tents and they cook food and they never asked any government permission to do so and thus far there haven't been any government raids on anybody who's been cooking yeah so. and no one seems to be ill or nothing goes around things are well good. if anyone's ill at pork fest it's not because they ate bad food that's right well yeah you're right people <laughs> might be a little ill or under the weather right because there's certainly no shortage of alcohol at uh, the porcupine <laughs> if they got food, po- food poisoning they likely wouldn't know why <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh pork porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com that's where you can go get registered it's only 35 bucks for the event of course you're going to pay for camping on top of that, but it's camping, so it's not like it's a whole bunch of money. Plus, you can split split a site with uh, yeah, a team couple up people. With people. Yeah, it doesn't cost a whole lot at all to do this. If anything's going to cost you something, it's going to be the cost of getting to Porkfest uh, if, if you don't live in New Hampshire already. And there are a lot of people that come from all around all the country. All kinds of caravans going on, people getting, coming together. That's true, and around the world as well. People are coming here to have a great time. So go to Porkfest.com. And uh, happy porcupine.info apparently has a lot of great information, too. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Well, actually, if you go to porkfest.com, it, I believe, forwards you to the Happy Porcupine site. Is that so? Yeah, go ahead and give it a try. How would I know? P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Now then, since we've been talking about uh, police behaving badly. Sure enough. 
there's no shortage of uh, stories about this. We went from a group of cops beating uh, an innocent man on the street and actually apparently being held accountable for it. It's it's rare that police are held accountable for doing horrible things to innocent people, but now and then it does happen. And I've got another instance of this. There's now and then that the cops will just do something so outrageous, or a cop will do something so outrageous they just can't ignore it. They can't just brush it under the rug. There were too many witnesses, or you know, too much video was taken, or the cop is just absolutely out of uh, out of control. And in this case, uh, according to the Daily Mail in the UK, that's exactly what happened. Uh, an off-duty police officer has been charged with executing a man in a sports bar after an argument over a game of darts. Riverside County. Sounds like uh, California. Is that Riverside County? California. It sounds like it. Sounds like it. I thought sure. you said it was England. No, it's uh, just the, the UK's reporting. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, you don't get reporting like this typically from the U.S. Uh, media. Strange. You yeah. know, I mean, you'd think that's what the media is there for, is the media is intended to be a check and a balance against unmitigated government power to hold them uh, accountable. But sadly, you can't seem to get the you know major corporate media to pay any attention to abuses of power in the United States. Yeah, the minute you said executed, I knew this didn't come from this continent. Right. Marietta, California... Uh, is where this took place at Spelly's Bar and Grill. So Dale Long, a Riverside County Sheriff's deputy, age 42, allegedly shot Samuel Vanitz, 36, three times, leaving him to die on the floor of a bar in Murrieta. It's reported that Long, who had been drinking alone, struck up a conversation with his victim and his friends at Spelly's Bar and Grill before the shooting. An altercation allegedly broke out after the police officer told one of the friends that I'm better at darts than you are. This is a real reason to kill kill a man. Uh, Chris Hull, according as one of the witnesses, told Patch.com, My buddy says, Ah, oh, you suck at darts. The man says, That's why I'm a cop. I can do whatever I want to. Hull said his friend asked, Really? You can do anything? The police officer then pulled out his gun. Hull claimed, after the group repeatedly asked him to put it away, he then pops three rounds into my friend Sam. Oh my God! The ten-year that guy was lit, huh? The ten-year department veteran appeared at the Southwest Justice Center with uh, in a red prison uniform, charged with murder. Vanette's a gas station cashier, was trying to keep the peace in the bar when he was gunned down, according to the uh, spokesperson for the district attorney's office. Long and another man were in an argument when Vanette's had stepped in to break up the fight. He came in to act as a peacemaker and ended up getting shot. He added the victim was unarmed and showing no aggressive behavior. According to the family member of the victim who spoke with the LA Times, Vanets was at the bar and uh, with a, a few friends was playing darts. Uh, another friend of his started playing darts with Long. They were getting along good, the relative said, and when the cop started having more whiskey, he started getting belligerent. He lifted his shirt up and showed his gun. He said, you don't want to do this. You're a nice guy. And then he shot him. I guess that's what they said to the cop. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm told. If convicted, Long could face 50 years to life behind bars. That is just crazy. And this is why you want only the police to have guns, right? I mean, if this would have been uh, California, right? So there, This was California. Yeah. So, yeah, no one else could legally be Have a, a firearm. Weapon. So, yeah, so when you, a cop does, when a guy who just happens to be a police officer has to go crazy, no one else can stop him. You know, also, people will say that, uh, you know, when someone's drinking that you that they're they're more truthful. And I think there's a certain amount of truth to that. Um, you know, I don't think it is the truth in every instance. It does repeal people's inhibitions. Yeah, like the inhibition to keep quiet in certain areas. And the guy claiming, I'm a cop, I can do anything. I'm not saying that every cop acts like he can do anything. He actually said, that's why I'm a cop. 
Meaning, that's the reason he became a <laughs> oh, cop. So he could do anything, yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. which, that's a, that's a whole nother t- uh, conversation oh, yeah. to have. But, you know, what... I, I do think that police officers must know that they get a, a different form of justice than the average person gets because we've had them call in and we've had people, you know, police officers call in from, you know, completely, you know, saying all kinds of things like every one of those other cops were criminals, like going farther than we go. And then one saying, well, you guys just don't know what it's like. I wear a bulletproof vest every day to work. So we get the whole gamut. Right. But we've had them call in and claim that they actually get harsher justice than uh, the average person. And I just, I don't want to call anybody a liar, but it just doesn't seem that way to me. They must must consider a stern talking to harsh justice, because that's usually about as bad as it gets. Yeah, having the chief call you in and say, hey, buddy, don't do that again. Yeah, don't get caught next time, buddy. I don't want to hear about it. Knock it off. Right. You know? I mean, literally, I, you know, I, I think it's just like that. As a matter of fact, now that you say you mentioned this story, something comes to mind. I used to work as the uh, prison canteen operator, so I worked for law enforcement officers, and I worked in sort of a privileged position. Mm-hmm. One time, I got caught for making homemade wine. Uh-oh. Um, and I they they told me to <laughs> to pack my s because it You're was going to seg. I was going to go to seg, right? And I, I'm like. I'm not going to SAG. I'm not even going to pack my stuff. So I threw a few things in a pillowcase and I just sit them there, uh, sat them there. And then they come back and, your stuff isn't packed? And I'm like, eh, yeah, that's his. Um, and they're like, no, pack all your stuff. So I packed it all up. And then they let me go as a result, you know, afterwards. And I had to go talk to the assistant uh, superintendent the next day when I got caught. And he's like, look, you can't be doing this. Uh, other people would go to jail for it. I mean, absolutely. Right. Other, other inmates would have gone to confinement. I knew I wasn't going to. And he didn't send me. Uh, and that's what it's like to be privileged. privileged. I, I caught a felony for under a dime bag. I don't think any cops ever done that. <laughs> right? <laughs> 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line. You share what you want. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we give to you there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month via any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our website. We'll take that $3 a month and combine it together with other people's and then invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board as well. So we're doing Google and Facebook advertising, for instance, uh, to bring more internet listeners on. And uh, you can help us out. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like the brand new amp-only 
uh, higher quality archives, which do not have the regular podcast commercials that you normally hear if you're listening to our new ultra high quality podcast. So uh, both the AMP podcast and the Since regular the AMP podcast. podcast is higher than the ultra high quality podcast. Super ultra high quality. <laughs> ultimate. The penultimate. The penultimate. I like it. The apex of quality. Zenith. <laughs> the, the black alpha. hole of quality. <laughs> anyway, you can get some perks over at amp.freetalklive.com. And you're, believe it or not, your three bucks a month makes a big difference uh, because it, it does stuff like sends us to industry conventions. Mark, you and I are going to New York City again, as we do every single year. This time I'm sleeping on a bunk bed, people. That's right. We're I really mean, cutting down costs. He is not wasting your amp money. <laughs> I am not getting massages and eating steaks while I'm in New York City. Normally we do sleep in the hotel where the like there's like an official event hotel, mm-hmm. but I was shocked by the hotel prices in New York City this year. I mean, normally it seems expensive because it's New York City, but... Usually it's only like two fifty a night. At least that's how I felt it was in the past. You guys could just skip it all and just crash with the occupiers, man. It'd be right right down there in the, in the park. <laughs> Ian is leaving an extra day in order to head down to Occupy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we were thinking about dropping by there. We I, were. We were thinking, right, I want to go hang out with a bunch of homeless people in midtown Manhattan. Oh, That's right. We were thinking about it. Are, are the occupiers back out? I mean, I'd heard they'd come out for something. I didn't know if they were, like, actually I heard they're occupying. back at Union Square, and I've seen on Facebook and stuff. I'm pretty busy these days, but uh, buses that are going to Chicago, they're kind of gearing up for a G20 type thing. So that's right. going to be a The present. NATO. It's the NATO uh, group that's meeting in Chicago, and uh, Chicago, as we reported last week, actually has. Uh, evacuation plans. Oh, that's just sad. I wish everyone would ignore these things and you could hear like crickets in the streets because like how great would it be just if to have no like, one left? If no, well, no, everyone could just leave. I mean, if the people that live there have to stay there, but I mean, no activists, no buses there. Just kind of ignore it from that perspective and let all these cops with all this riot gear just be standing in the street <laughs> right. looking around like, what's going on? Uh, yeah, have them prepare. Yeah, for- yeah that probably freak them out more because I mean, really, the protesting is what. I mean, I understand it, and I know that I've done things that are also questionable from the hindsight, but... Uh, they have fun with it. I mean, the the police at the Democratic National Convention in the Denver... The police have fun with it. They do. Yeah. They had t-shirts. We get up early to beat the crowds. I mean, they, they're they about this. They want to put on this gear. Sure they they want to carry this stuff. They want to kill, yeah, kill this is like a people. Test, this I is mean. a test run for them. Crowd control, you know, toys, the LRAD systems and stuff. Yeah, so. get to break out the Bearcat. Yeah, I'd say just ignore it, though, because, I mean, really, the way to solve it all, because the last time there was the G20 in New York, or no, Pittsburgh, everyone's tweeting about it, and I was just like, hey, if you want to stop this, stop paying taxes, because you're paying for the weapons that they're using against you, you no know? No doubt about it. So, yeah, don't show up, don't pay taxes, and watch the problem you be should solved. Just, well, the people that do, you know, happen to work there or whatever, live there, as they go by, they should laugh at them and say, ha, 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 hey, am I the droid you're looking for? You mean the police, laugh yeah, at the police. Just, you know, because they should look just silly standing there in the street yep. in front of their bear cat with a baton in hand. I fully support more people laughing at them. I think it's very important to not take them seriously, to... To try to make light of whatever situation involving the government as you can because they hate not being taken seriously. Right. They so hate it. Maybe if you have to go, you should go wearing a clown costume. You know, people with costume on one side, other people with costumes on the other side. It'd look really good. That makes for some good videos. I, I think, again, street theater is a fine thing, and you're certainly no stranger uh, to that, doing Uncle Sam yep. on a number of different occasions in a number of different cities. Uh, and folks who haven't seen that could probably go and search, what, the Coplock Channel? Uh, well, there's some on or the Coplock channel, probably Liberty on Tour, Liberty or even search on Facebook, Uncle Is Sam it, Uncensored. Okay, un- Uncle Sam Uncensored, because I know there's a playlist of Uncle Sam videos out there somewhere, Yeah, he, that's right? on, that is on Liberty on Tour's okay. YouTube channel. 
So that's well worth looking for. But yeah, Uncle Sam Uncensored, always fun stuff. Let's go to uh, the phones here. Frank is on the line listening in New York City. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ademo and Mark. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Super. What's on your mind? Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, the discrepancy or the discrimination in law regarding the police. In New York uh, City, as in many cities in the country, you know, if the police officer is shot in the line of duty, it's an automatically de- an automatic death sentence for the uh, perpetrator of the action. Yep. And when police are involved in, let's say, uh, prostitution or drug dealing and things, it's usually a slap on the wrist. Very rarely do they go in to serve hard time. So I say since the laws tend to favor anyone that harms the police getting a death sentence, I say when the police are involved in shooting innocent unarmed civilians or involved in drug dealing or prostitution, they should get life or the death sentence automatically. But you won't have that kind of reciprocity, you know, in the American system. But Mm -hmm. under the law, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it just shows how really corrupt our system is. But you look at the financial systems, you look at the organized religions, you look at the political life, uh, you look at the cultural life, uh, it's all corrupt. So oh, absolutely. Sense, very decadent. Well, and right. Don't I mean, so what? Anything but getting screwed. That's sort of the American way. Uh, well, I think it's know, a, it's, a, it's the way worldwide, Frank. I mean, corruption is an inherent with uh, with power, right? As soon as anybody has power and, and influence, the corruption and, comes. And the along. model now in the West is always blame the victims and let the perpetrators get away with you know everything. And just look at the presidential pardons that have been given in the last four presidencies. You know, the ilk, the people that got them for their corrupt contributions and illegal uh, financial bribes, in a sense. I mean, it's it's really an abomination that makes one sick, and it sort of ties into what I mentioned yesterday from what my friend in the Illuminati sort of high up told me about the upcoming election in the presidency in uh, 2013. And, you know, you know the system's rigged and it's all done. And I think when the people realize that it's time to stop paying taxes, it's time to stop supporting the military. It's been time to stop paying taxes. It's time to maybe let the mob rule and get the leadership in the private sector, the unions and the government, and have some real executions, have some real people's justice. Executions? uh, You know, I think that's going to happen. I don't think think executions are going to solve anything. If it gets down to mob rule, I think you'll have them. in China right now. Uh, the executions in China prevent a lot of uh, corruption and crime. And what they'll do in China, they'll televise it so the people can watch, let's say, a member of the Politburo that's been convicted of corruption or selling out the state or the province. You know, they pay a high price. And as a result, they have a very civil society. Uh, you know, with very know little, that, but yeah, if very you just eliminated the process, corruption. if you just eliminate the process in which you have this person who needs to be held punishable by this extreme act uh, wouldn't it just be better to like not fund these people well their the violence point is, die with them? you don't fund the people then the government comes in and takes your property they close your bank account they do all sorts of nasty things but i think when we see the the illegal and treasonous laws that the last congress and the presidents have been passing it's time that's the evidence that's the time to take action to impeach them and file you know criminal charges 
I, 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 I don't agree that that's the, the right route to go, Frank. I, I think, think it's f- the right way to go well, because without it, we're just going to – the people are going to be screwed more and more. And that's I think the people see. just need to man up and not be so afraid of what you're talking about, and that is the fear of a, a cage and the fear Correct. of uh, of a bank Correct. account being raided. If people stop the fear and they just go ahead and live free and ignore these people calling themselves the state, then the state the, the state – the whole idea would dissipate. It would go away, and we wouldn't have to deal with them anymore because then they'd just be another criminal gang – and everyone would see them well, uh, for I think what they are. The state has the state has weapons and an army and it bearcats and all sorts of things that that you know can be very coercive. But it, ultimately, we outnumber them, and so That's all correct. of their weapons and armies and bearcats and LRADs That's and, correct. and uh, but scary. But how many people? How many people can articulate what's happening to them? In a sense, you know, they're trapped in their virtual worlds of of the uh, advanced right. they cell don't phone know. and the video games and you know drinking the six pack of uh, beer, which isn't bad necessarily no but no but you're is- absolutely right people are in a haze they don't understand what's going on or they you know they know something's wrong but they're blaming the, you're putting the blame in the wrong place and i thank you frank for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE and i think that's part of our role i mean over at copblock.org here at free talk live is to i guess kind of give people a little bit of a shake hey pay attention look what's going on yeah i think uh activists you know is a term that you know Kind of like anarchy or some other things that may have other terms. That's why I just like, hey, I'm trying to educate. I put out there what I think it is. And to me, there's a gun in the room. There's someone who's willing to use violence. And I try to put it out there and hopefully people see it for what it is and start calling it what it is. We'll come back with more here in moments. Jailed for a prescription. Mark, you'll be telling us about that. And it was a prescription she was apparently supposed to have. 855-453 plus a TSA picking on a girl with diabetes. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. My wife got her vase of flowers from proflowers.com this week, and they've been slowly blooming and opening up, and it's been really a, a nice experience to have them sitting on the counter. They're, they're there right now as we speak, and, you know, Mother's Day's coming up. It's something you got to think about. You're going to have to confront Mother's Day because if you don't have a gift, you're going to look silly. You can have, you know, as quick as just picking up the telephone and calling 800 Pro Flowers at PRO Flowers, you can get mom a really beautiful arrangement. They've got the 100 blooms for mom, and it's it's a great arrangement. It's a 50% savings off the normal price. All you have to do is go to the website and check it out. It's true at proflowers.com, and it's, it's a wonderful vase. You go to proflowers.com, check out the 100 blooms, get that for mom. You can also upgrade. It's a $19.95, um, or you can upgrade for $10 more for a better vase and some chocolates. And that's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type it in an FTL. And remember, Free Talk Live, this is our first time working with Pro Flowers, and we'd love to make a great showing, and I'm counting on my podcast listeners to help me out. It's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone. Type in FTL. Mother's Day Sunday. Order now. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Uh, they're totally free. freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. A demo. And Mark. All right. Toll-free number 855-453. Still to come, the prescription mania continues with uh, innocent, peaceful people being arrested, harassed, uh, over trying to get well, trying to feel better. And we'll talk about, Mark, you've got a story about a woman who was, was she put in handcuffs? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And some. She was arrested for trying to get a prescription filled. We'll explain what happened there. And also, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. So let's go to the phones and to the fun. Matt is listening in Addison, Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Matt. Um, I went to the uh, to the movies this weekend, and I saw the, the new Avengers movie. Thank God you've called, Matt. I've been waiting for somebody to call on this because I haven't had a chance to talk about the Avengers movie. None of my co-hosts want to talk about did it. Did you set this phone call up, Mark? I did not. Okay. <laughs> well, um, uh, so before the movie, however, I, I you know, I, I, there's there's a conspiracy theory out there that that goes something like this: the uh, the Illuminati. It's too bad Frank already called because you can answer this, but the Illuminati have to tell us what they're doing before they do it. And so they do so in the movies because they own all the big studios and stuff. That's how the conspiracy theory goes. Oh, okay. So before I like it. It sounds like fun. It's a little cryptic. Yeah. yeah. So one of the one of the uh one of the previews was for uh the new G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. Saw that. And they sh- and they show in the G.I. Joe movie they show the um, the Cobra little banners being hung on the White House. And since I know Cobra Commander listens to your show, I thought I'd, <laughs> I'd call and let him know that I caught this, and I know what he's trying to do, and it's not going to work. You know, it's funny. <laughs> we actually haven't heard from Cobra Commander in a while. It's been several He was running months. a campaign, and it, at this point, Romney claims to have uh, wrapped it up. So I don't know if Romney is Cobra Commander. but Well, we did have uh, Frank call in last night. Mark, you, you missed this because you weren't here. You're not here on Mondays. But, uh, he actually, uh, I think he called in on my show and suggested the same thing. If about Jeb Bush? Jeb Bush, yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize he called two nights in a row. A news story that Jeb Bush said that he's not, uh, you know, he, that he wants Rubio. Who? Oh, I thought he was saying that Jeb Bush called or was saying that he was Cobra Commander. And he was <laughs> no, but the Cobra Commander guy is great when he calls in. He has got the voice uh, pretty dead on, and all of the you know the demeanor of Cobra, Cobra Commander. And basically, for those that don't know, have not heard those calls, uh, Cobra Commander will call us every so often and kind of fill us in on his current plans for world domination, which do include running for a political office in 2012. And apparently, he also ran back in uh, 2000. And eight. He claims so. it's cheaper than buying all those uh, airplanes that G.I. Joe's always blowing up. He sounds like I don't more know, honest you know, than the other. the movie, that's how he does it, though, is through, you know, violent takeover. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He sounds a little more honest than the regular politicians who are like, oh, it's all for you, Cobra Commander. Right. Sounds like he lays it out pretty straight. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want the White House, boys, and I'm going to you know, take credit, it. Credit to him for that one, no doubt about it. So what did you want to say about the Avengers film? Because obviously you weren't the only person who saw it. It smashed uh, box office records over the weekend. I saw it twice. No oh, kidding. Wow, no twice. Hey. I thought it was, it was an excellent film. I will probably go and see it again, too. I'm going to uh, take my, my son and... Uh, and go with him. Um, I know that there was an argument on Facebook with Mark and uh, Michelle about whether or not uh, Captain America should have been in the film, and I thought he played played a, a pretty important role in the film. So, I, I was just asking about that off air. If Captain America was this whole rugged, like, oh, America, run around yeah. my shield. And he save. sounds like the ultimate jingoist, um, mm-hmm. but instead, I mean, you know, he, for instance, in the Civil War storyline, he uh, he fought against the government and the 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 superhero identification act, and he, uh, you know, also, and which, by the way, ended in him dying, which was the storyline a couple of years ago. Captain America got shot and killed. Um, 
And of course, he's back. I'm sure. And the uh, he also, in, on a couple of occasions, has uh, gotten rid of the Captain America uniform in protest of something or other going on uh, with uh, government um, in different ways. So you know, he's not the the ultimate jingoist in the way that people portray him. He's just a guy who believes in the ideals of America and and you know fights for those. But you know, I, there's a lot of uh, that. what's that? I I agree with that assessment, especially after watching that movie. At least. In the storyline, I know that the comic book line and the storyline and the in the movie lines are, are two different animals. But in, in the in the movie, he was very upset that they were using the the, um, the science uh, that they were using to make these new weapons, and and that's what upset him and the secretiveness of the uh, the government um, military. Uh, Establishment. That's the two things that I really liked about the movie from the standpoint of people that uh, like the ideas of liberty is a uh, Loki wished to rule the world. So there was a great undertone of sort of freedom versus tyranny going on, especially in the early part of the film. It's obvious and overt. And secondarily, that shield, which is the government agency that uh, puts the the Avengers together in, in this universe, Marvel universe, um, is a you know that they're a bunch of liars. And as you know, everybody knows that any I mean, they describe Nick Fury as a spy's spy, which says to you, which, I mean, they, they're basically saying, look, the people that work in our intelligence agencies are a bunch of liars. They can't be trusted. That, that's that's right. what's being said. Right. I, on the other hand, they, they had this, quote, unquote, good reason for keeping it secret. And in, in, in my eyes, I'm going, well, no, that's not a very good reason for keeping it secret, but I'm sure that'll... A lot of people would be going, oh, I mean, people would get mad if they were developing weapons like that. And I'm going, well, no, I think that if they were to come out and say, look, we found this threat out in outer space and we think we need to develop these weapons, there'd, there'd be a lot of people who would support that on a voluntary basis. If, that was going to be my question. I was wondering who the enemy was. Did for you just the movie. spoil the enemy of the movie? Is yeah. it extraterrestrials? No, I don't think it's a spoiler. Okay. I mean, it's no. right, right right out of the gate. Um, it's the, the Tachari, which is an alien race from the uh, the Ultimates. It was basically a created race. It was intended originally to be the Scroll, but um, instead they're you know somewhat shape shifting and um, you know it's, it, so they I, really do a really great job. It's one of the top ten films I've seen in my life. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, to, to, and to have gone to see it twice in the same weekend. I went on a Monday. I wanted my wife to, and son to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it didn't go as well as I would had hoped. Uh, taking a four year old to the theater, but uh, he he needed he needed a little time out out in the lobby now and then. And was it, was, it in three D the movie? Yeah, and was it was it pretty good? Like the three D. The I, I, yeah, I went and saw Avatar in IMAX and then saw it in three D and was really disappointed in the three D. Mm-hmm. But with Avengers, I saw it in IMAX and then went and saw it in three D and. I thought it was as good. Huh, it wasn't okay. as big, but it sure. was good. Cool. Matt, Did you ever else? see it in IMAX 3D? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Matt, anything else you want to share tonight? No, that was it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Well, maybe I will have to go see it. I mean, for, for you to go see it twice in the same I'm weekend. I'm telling you, uh, it really, He's really, kind of got me, too. I was thinking about yeah. it. I, I was wondering about the whole plot with the uh, enemy being like another government or like these missile head bearing people, which is really like the United States or something. But as long as we're not saving America and well, they're, it's, and they're the saving. It's a, it's a super-powered citizens watch group, which is saving uh, da- midtown Manhattan. And, you know, as far as the, the fight scene goes. And it's really good. I, I only had the smallest critiques uh, as far as the movie went. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're not even worth mentioning. I, I felt like Dr. Banner, the guy they cast in there, was a little too big to be Dr. Banner. So, like, the bad guys are aliens. They're not, like, other 
mutants or whatever? There's uh, Loki, which is Thor's brother, and then he has his army of uh, aliens. Do you have to watch the Thor movie, too, to really kind of get where this is coming from? Because there's several different people. Like, it's it's Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and Iron Man, right? To know that, uh, you know, you step in knowing that Loki and Thor have, uh, you know, problems, and they really do. No, you don't need to have seen anything. Uh, really on this at all i think it helps uh, and certainly you know but, but those are the those are the four movies right iron man hulk there's two captain america and then thor those are the the prequels to two iron man so film. there's four five movies so now bringing this full circle according to the caller the new world order runs hollywood and so they're telling us what's up before it happens the so aliens right so with the release of men in black three coming out and total recall <laughs> is being redone let's get ready for yeah some that aliens. looks good by the way the, yeah. the redo of total recall 855 this is a heck of a summer for movies one 450 free SACL CAI toll free line. Hey, we can talk a little pop culture every now and then. Not, Us, that, we know, yeah, that's right. not that we know a whole lot about it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, by the way, I'm looking forward to Prometheus. That's going to be my big movie of the summer. Uh, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that are waiting for you there. So head on over. Uh, You can see the Shred of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com is where to go. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, it's Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, and you know, if you haven't got a gift, you really need to consider this. Secondarily, if you have got a gift, mom still likes flowers. Uh, proflowers.com will deliver flowers right to her door, and they are guaranteed to be fresh for a week. We just got ours, I guess it's been a week now, and uh, you know they, 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 they did, did stay full and beautiful for a full week. They uh, give you little packets to take care of them, and it's it's really a nice arrangement. Uh, my wife and I were, were very impressed with how beautiful they were. Um, they have this uh, 100 Blooms uh, bouquet, and it's got uh, lilies and a bunch of other little flowers in it. It's beautiful, all very colorful, in the, and it comes with a lovely glass face. You can get an upgraded vase for it's nineteen ninety five, so it's it's really you know quite quite affordable. Um, for ten dollars more, you can get an upgraded vase and some chocolates, and like I said, guaranteed to stay fresh for at least one week. And you know, of course, it's not just mom; it's wives uh, during Mother's Day, and uh, you know, friends that just had uh, kids recently or a kid recently. So uh, you can get this uh, deal by going to either calling eight hundred Pro Flowers and mentioning Free Talk Live. It's uh, FTL is the uh, the the clue there, uh, proflowers.com. So it's 800 Pro Flowers at proflowers.com. You can click on the microphone in the top right hand corner. Type in FTL um, nice. proflowers.com. It's it's great. 1999. It's it's a good deal. 
I mean, a down economy, that's the right price for uh, for helping, you know, for getting mom something. It's, and it's beautiful. I really felt like when I saw this arrangement for 1995, or 1999, uh, 95, 9, whatever. Yeah, same thing. Less than 20 bucks. Uh, for less than $20, I didn't expect that much of an arrangement, but this really was a beautiful arrangement. Lots of different colors and obviously professionally arranged in the way that, uh, you know, the, the colors are put together and, and that kind of thing. So cool. I was very impressed. So you can go to proflowers.com or call 800. Pro flowers. Click the microphone, type in FTL. Yep, FTL is your key both ways. All right, so we continue with you and your thoughts. Let's go to, uh, we'll talk to Brad listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Brad. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just got two things uh, I'm going to say real quick. Um, the first one is I don't think the Total Recall is good. I mean, I'm a big sci fi snob and a Philip K. Dick snob, and they don't even include the Mars part. Uh, in the remake, and so that's kind of turned me off. How, wait, how do you uh, know what they include? I mean, the movie hasn't been shown yet. I mean, it's just been around, like, the talk on, like, fanboy sites and all that stuff, and just from, like, the previews, there's no, like, shots of Mars or anything like that. I thought they did, because I've seen the part, you know, in the uh, earlier version with Arnold where he takes the mat, the woman's mask off, the the lady that keeps laughing his, his head, and uh, so yeah. I think it's what Colin Farrell that plays the main role, and so it's like a hologram face, and so that's when he was... See, that's when he was uh, going through what's essentially TSA to us today into Mars. So I, I thought maybe there what might be a Mars. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking if they do something like that, it'll be like another country or something like that. I don't know. I just I didn't get the impression that they were going to include that in there. Hmm. I have to but, say uh, I'm not uh, a uh, you know I'm not a geek uh, Philip K. Dick geek, so I wouldn't. I barely remember Total Recall. I probably saw I remember it, it being awesome. I remember seeing it as a teenager or maybe a young teenager, but I don't really remember. I love the way the it. guns fired in it. Um, they seemed like ultra ballistic. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it as a young, and I thought it was awesome. But I seen it like I don't know a year or two ago. I don't know if it was on TV or. But then again, size. I thought it was awesome in the way that there was a woman with three breasts, and like I was a teenager, so that was awesome. You know, and yeah, <laughs> aliens in the arms probably wouldn't be as entertaining. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as cool like a year reasons. ago too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Brad, three go ahead. Um, yeah, anyways, and then the second point was uh, you guys were talking about, like, um, people getting hassled for getting cannabis and all that stuff. And, I mean, I'm all for the legalization and everything. I just don't see it happening anytime soon just because too many people have their uh, have too much to lose, like, financially from it. I mean, think of, like, privatized um, uh, prisons and stuff like that. They make a ton of money by keeping their populations at 90%. Absolutely. And a lot of those... A lot of those people are non-violent offenders and whatnot. You know, just like first-time drug users, you get caught with like an eighth of pot or something, and you get put away for a couple of months. Yeah, so, I never understood um, it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the rest of it off the air. I just wanted to interject that and everything, because I thought I really love your show, and I love what you guys talk about. Brad, so, thanks for the call the tonight. appreciate hearing from you. I was going to say, uh, people always say, oh, the private prison industries make all this money. I mean, the government makes a, a boat ton of money as well, and they're just really bad at spending it, so they, they're broke. But, like, everyone's always mad when, like, this private corporation makes money. But, like, the government, not only, I mean, they don't even really make anything, so they don't make it. They steal it, but they, they steal money, so it always gets me when they Well, right. I mean, the prison, the, there's no doubt there's some really valid criticisms about the private prisons out there. I mean, they are a monopoly provider of prisons because they've been granted that monopoly by the government. Right. And so we had actually, I think it was a few days ago, maybe it's Saturday show, we were talking about the idea of having competing prisons where prisons could compete for the uh, the prisoners in that the prisoner himself would choose which prison 
he would go to from different prison options and so therefore would result in you know better prison conditions in theory at least because you you know you want to have the best prison so people will choose your prison rather than the most tyrannical prisons which is what they currently are right now sure that might work if the system was still working today with a lot of victimless offenders that might be better for a victimless crime guy to get to pick his, his i think it'd be better for yeah. anybody because ultimately you want to have even criminals who have victims i mean those are real criminals in my opinion so people that have created victims Ultimately, you do want them to rehabilitate and to be better, and going into a horrible place isn't helping right. them Sending with bad that. people to, ba- to a bad place to be around a bunch of other bad people and treated badly and then expecting them to get out and, and act well, uh, act good, is probably not a, a, a good system. We've talked about this with people, and there's this strong feeling that they want to punish people into good behavior. That and, was Saturday, right, when we did, we did this? Yeah, right, so that's right. Download that show and you'll hear all kinds of people with this punishment mentality. And, you know, I mean, it's inculcated into our society, the idea that you're going to be able to punish somebody into good behavior. And I think that it'll work up to a point. And then at that point, that person become, begins to get bitter. Get worse. The inmate get, begins to get bitter. And there's really no system for knowing when that point is. So, And why in the world would you even want to particularly reach that point? Is it going to convince the person not to go back? Because I worked in a prison at the staff canteen right by the door where people were released for f- more than five years. And I never saw a single one of them have to get drug up there in handcuffs and thrown out the door. Mm-hmm. Not one time have I seen an inmate who said, oh, I like it here. I get three hots and a cot. <laughs> I mean, not one time this kind of uh, this platitude out there that, uh, you know, they like it in there. No, they're not any different than you. They do not like it in there. Yeah, one time I was actually released and then held in a cage. The judge said you can go, and I was held for two more hours, and so I was kicking the door, and, you know, halfway through that they came in, and they're like, we're eating lunch. I'm like, you're eating <laughs> lunch, and I'm still stuck in a cage. I'm like, open the door. You heard them. And so, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, I wasn't God. I wasn't going to be like, oh, hold on. I'm eating lunch. I'll go out of here <laughs> Well, can I minutes. have a bologna sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because that's so. what you're dying to have. I, you know, well, it was I, funny. When I was, uh, when I was in last time, uh, Rich Paul, one of the activists up here, suggested that I should have stayed in the extra night because they turned me out a day early because they know that you were going to show up a demo with Pete and Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, loaded with a, a bunch cookout. of people the next morning to kind of welcome me out so they let me out a day early to kind of cut all that off from possibly happening and rich paul said i should have just looked at him because he asked me if i wanted to get out a day early and so i said of course i said yes i should have said no says rich and go back to my cell and stay the night there (laughs) more coming up here 855-450-FREE the SACL cai toll free line you can take control free talk live Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there. 
They're completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got archives that go all the way back to late 2006. You can go and download as many as you would like. And brand new host, by the way. We haven't made the uh, the flip. Some of the archives are still downloading from the old host because we still got them on board. But every new show that we're, we've done since uh, the very beginning of the month has been going up to uh, our new host, SoundCloud, which is it's a neat little system that they've got going on there. And it's become very popular in the last couple of years. So I'm glad that we're, uh, we're on board. It allows you to actually view the waveform of the audio. So you can see a picture of kind of what the audio looks like. And then if you want, you can leave comments in the audio file. So instead of just being able to comment like you might on a blog where you're just kind of commenting on the whole thing, you can actually specifically target a point and say, well, I didn't like that caller or I didn't like what Ian said or Mark said or whatever. You can click in to the moment in the show on which you would like to comment and leave a comment there. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Oftentimes we'll get people commenting on something that uh, you know we had said you know weeks ago or something like that. They, they're listening to a, an older show, and I don't remember what they're talking about. Right, so there's the new commenting system, plus SoundCloud makes it easy to share our audio. Now you can share any one of our SoundCloud links, and it makes it really simple to plug it into Facebook. And like when you do it on Facebook, it'll come up with a player in Facebook. I mean, it's a slick system. So head on over, uh, download as many archives as you'd like from freetalklive.com, and don't forget to check out our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash freetalklive. And of course, you have to run freetalklive altogether as one word. That's soundcloud.com slash freetalklive. We have a new advertiser here on Free Talk Live. It's O'Neill Coffee, and they're the the, the third generation family owned business. They still roach, roast each batch of uh, the finest beans with the utmost care. They've got four, more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees, and you can get the house blend. It's the kind of cup of coffee that's been enjoyed in this country for decades, uh, served in diners, you know, high-quality coffee, to show Free Talk Live's audience that their, their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. And you can support Free Talk Live by doing business with Free Talk Live's advertisers. This is an important way to uh, support Free Talk Live and what we believe in. Uh, that's coffee.freetalklive.com. And when you purchase $75 or more in order to get your free mug and free shipping, just enter FTL in the special instructions section of the uh, order, you know, there on, on the page, the order thing. Coffee.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Jimmy listening in Indy to WXNT. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Ademo, and Mark. Okay. I think that what we need to do is uh, decriminalize marijuana. And legalized prostitution, we already got legalized gambling. It's only legal in one state, and that's Nevada. If we could legalize prostitution and gambling, we could balance the budget overnight. Well, actually, prostitution's legal in Nevada, too. It's just not, they're not legal. Gambling and prostitution aren't legal in the same counties in Nevada, as I understand it. And they're, they're... In Clark County? In Clark County, gambling's legal, prostitution isn't. However, there are counties where gambling's not legal, but prostitution is. So in, so silly. Just cross this line. Byzantine. Yeah, it's silly. But no, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, having de- decriminalization or legalization would be a big deal. And I don't support legalization because it normally has 
the connotation that there should be some sort of governmental regulatory agency attached to whatever it is that has been legalized. And I think the market can handle things just fine without uh, involving the government. But I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And it is, I think, a persuasive pitch toward politicians to say, hey, you guys could be making all kind of tax money off of this. It's just that that's not the pitch I would make. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't desire to see the government well-funded at all. I want people to stop funding them. Yeah, if somebody wants to have the any substance or service tax, go ahead and provide that and give it up on your own. Just don't force me to do it because I, I'm not gonna I'm charitable and I'll spend my money on things of value, but not on not from people who want to take it from me by force. Well how they do it in Europe. How do they do what in Europe? Legalized prostitution. My brother went to Germany, it was legal over there in the sixties even. Yep. Well they yeah, they regulate it, license it, tax it. Right. Yeah, that's very more expensive, and so it causes more problems, and not only to the consumer and from the you know economic side, but also from like what government then does with the money. You know, more wars, more control, more agencies, more states, more bars. Plus, they also frequently uh, force them all into the same area as well, which makes it really obvious. I mean, where all of the the action is, so to speak. And I suppose you could argue there's some benefits to that. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, you know, what's there, what's wrong with just running a brothel out of somebody's house? I mean, what's the big deal? Next door neighbors. I, I would do it myself. <laughs> it's a great way to be an enterprising type citizen. You know, you could legalize marijuana or. Run a brothel. What's wrong with that? Well, you sound like what I say. You know, I'm a felon of the war, war on drugs. A felon because of the war on drugs. A victim, more or less. And yeah, I would. I'd have like the Starbucks equivalent to like marijuana cafes. Have that would the be state great. Like they got in Netherlands, right? Well, they actually even had them up in uh, Toronto when I was up there visiting. Really? Okay. I've been to Toronto. 1981 is the last time I went. I don't know if it was uh, that long ago, but uh, certainly within the last decade, and they still have them there. Jimmy, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. They actually had them in Toronto, and it wasn't even legal. And it still isn't. Just ignored. Yeah, they were just kind of tolerated. Oh, cool. Like Prohibition or uh, what are the speakeasies? Only of... uh... Except they weren't really that subtle. I mean, like... I was like on Main Street with yeah, like open windows? Yeah, there were several like locations. Oh, cool. Several locations. But you this could, was a place where one could go and imbibe marijuana that one brought, right? There was that, but you could also buy a milkshake that was made with marijuana <laughs> at the location. Mm. And it was not a secret that the, you know these things were available. Now, the place that we ended up going to a few years ago did end up getting raided, but there are still other ones that are in operation. And again, they're not secretive at all about what they do. They just kind of hang out there, and when they feel like raiding one of them, they do. It was amazing, uh, and I don't know what This the... would happen in Florida with these lingerie shops, so these mm-hmm. lingerie modeling places, which are just prostitution. Fronts for prostitution. Prince, uh, and, you know, these things would be all up and down the road, and then every once in a while, every couple of years, the cops would decide to raid one of them. But they raided so fr- infrequently that the other one, that they didn't drive other, the others out of business. Yeah, and you have to wonder why. Like, what were they? Why were they raiding the one? Did somebody not pay a bribe? Did somebody cross another officer? Did one of the I, girls not give the guy a finish? I mean, when he came in, one of the officers. I knew a guy who did this for a living. Um, he worked at he worked out at the gym that I worked out at, and he was you know you had to be big to do this job, mm-hmm. um, and he was the owner, and he basically you know. And these, he was the 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 bouncer and the owner at the same time. So I imagine you know it wasn't a huge profit margin there. And he never mentioned that the police wanted payoffs or anything like that. He just said basically, you know, I 
have a place where people go, I think his was a massage parlor. So uh, where people give massages, they give massages, whatever goes on in there is their business, not mine. Yeah, but still, then once they're a client and they get upset, like you were saying, I'm sure there are times where it's not about right and wrong or was there a complaining party. We're not keeping peace. We're personal or financial. You know, no, no kickback came my way this week and I'm knocking on the door. You know, and yeah, I just don't think that this. I I didn't get the impression that this guy gave kick, kickbacks. You know that. And how his, well did you know him? Reasonably, I, yeah. I like he. he you was feel open like he would have told you and that? upfront about every other aspect of the business, and it mm-hmm. just seemed like you know why in the world wouldn't you say that? Good question. Eight five five four fifty three. Maybe you've got some experience. Maybe you've operated one of these. Uh, what they call them, Jack Shacks. Uh, <laughs> and you want to tell us about what it's like. You know, what, what kind of harassment do you have from the police? What kind of intimidation tactics? Are they demanding bribes? Are they demanding uh, sexual favors? Because it wouldn't surprise me if you had to bribe them with uh, girls' activities. You know, you know the police do it. They, you know, there's that one cop in Denver that was a popular uh, sheriff and then turned out to be giving meth to boys to in return for sexual favors. Really? I must have missed this one. Yeah, he was actually ended up real funny at the end here. He uh, ended up serving time in the jail that was built in his honor. His oh, yeah. name. <laughs> his his name. name. It actually had his name on it. Yeah, we did He's talk about that. It was a good Perfect. story. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up here, including prescription insanity. We'll share. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And you can support the show if you'd like. Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. When you enter the Amazon link you'll find there, Amazon's in the U.K., in Canada, and the U.S., you enter through one of those links, Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, you'll probably find it over at Amazon. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done and feel good because Free Talk Live gets a cut when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. And Ademo is here courtesy of his website, copblock.org. You can go there and it's not just your site, Ademo. Anybody's. Decentralized. There are a lot of people involved in uh, copblock.org. You take reports from all over the place, but bloggers are also in multiple locations across, uh, is it the world or just the country? There is the world. I mean, there is a UK group. I mean, not everyone has a blog and not everyone has all the social networks, but it is decentralized. You know, there's a great core of contributors over there. Pete Ayer, my cohort in Motorhome Diaries, Liberty Tour, and many other things. Uh, me, myself, have kind of taken a step back here for right now. Probably more I could talk about later, but still a great cast of folks over there. I'm still in... You're focusing on another project. I'm focusing on another project, something we could talk about probably in a couple of weeks here. But uh, 
Yeah, so I've taken a little bit of time off of cop block right now, and uh, but and that's okay because there's other people that can pick it's up. It's okay because they're rolling with it, and you know people can still use the submit tab, coplock.org/slash/submit the store. All so if you've got maybe a video roll. of some sort of police behaving badly, you can submit it over at coplock.org/slash/submit. Yep, blog posts, even just text, pictures, the works, and uh, folks there will help you, or it'll be auto-fed right to the front page. Fantastic. It's a great blog, and it's really blown up. When did you start it? Uh, February 2010, so it's just over two just years over now. Two years. Joined Free Talk Live and Freekeen.com and some of the other ones on the top 50 libertarian blogs. I think you, we were one of the, you were higher than Free Talk Live, if I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what understand. order we were all in, but we were all there, so that's, what's, that's what matters. It's good work. I think Coplock's a great brand because it's it expands beyond the liberty movement because the police are picking on anyone and everyone. You know, that's not driving a BMW around town. I mean, they'll pick Imagine on. Imagine they'll go after if you were driving a BMW, too. If well, I guess it didn't look good enough, but you know, they tend to leave the rich rich people alone. Um, but uh, oh, I, I thought we were talking about BMWs with really big rims that are painted odd colors yeah. with dark uh, windshields or di- dark uh, you know, tints. Windows. The windows. Cops yeah. are picking on all kinds of folks, so this is a great way for people who are upset at the police and rightly so to maybe come across some uh, some more principled ideas. Yeah, I always say there's you know three common ways people get involved in you know wondering what's wrong or questioning uh, the man, and that is to either work for it, uh, be a victim of it, or love someone who has done one or two. You know and very common ways of coming into these ideas. We'll go to you and your thoughts here. Jeremy's listening in Philly. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Adamo and Mark. Hey, uh, um, I, I, I do really like the, uh, what your one guest co-host is accomplishing with Cop Block. It, just, it, it really accomplishes so much because it's outreach, it's activism, it's trying to get people to keep an eye on the police. It just it goes to accomplish so much, so I really... I really think it's a great idea, and it's awesome that other people can participate in that. But I also like to say that I think there should be more Stephanie on the show. <laughs> Why is that? Well, thanks. But uh, she uh, just listening to her on the show just has such a therapeutic effect. I don't know about other listeners, but I feel more calm. Things are more relaxed. I get more logic focused. It just she does have one of those soothing voices. She is smooth, absolutely. Yeah. And she's got a way of talking to people that uh, is, is really slick. I mean, she's good at it. So I'm glad that she's on board on Sundays. And I don't know, who knows what the future uh, holds as far as hosting Free Talk Live is concerned. I can guarantee you we'll hear more Stephanie within a month, though, because Mark and I are going to New York City, and she has agreed to sit in uh, for us on the two nights that we're not going to be here. So you'll get uh, some Stephanie during the week. But yeah, I wanted to share a quick experience I had at work. Um, I do security at a bottling plant, and the other day a vehicle drove up to the gate with government plates. And uh, the driver rolled down the window. It was two ladies sitting in the car, and they almost had like Marine Corps uniforms on. There was collar pins. There was shoulder apartments. There was a sweater over it. There was a name tag. And I was confused. I was like, can I help you? And they said, oh, we're from the FDA. We're here to inspect the bottling plant, and uh, I flat out asked, asked them, I said, well, are you under a branch of the military? Because their uniforms look exactly like Marine Corps outfits. Mm. And I said, oh, well, you know, you have really military-looking uniforms. I, I, and uh, when I asked them if they were under a branch of the military, they uh, just said, oh, no, we're under the Surgeon General. And as I signed them in and gave them a pass and then signed them out, I just sat there thinking, these are bureaucrats. They work for a bureau. They're inspecting a bottling plant. 
in, in, in just some, uh, like, what in the world are they doing walking around dressing like soldiers? Right. They, they, they look like they're going to a, a funeral for a, a colonel or something like that. They're all dressed up. and Well, it makes them look more authoritative, I'd imagine. I imagine it does, yeah. Maybe hand-me-downs. You know, maybe the government's trying to be a little more efficient. and right. Yeah. What do you think? Jeremy? It was just weird. It's just, you know, the government bureaucrats, it, 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 it just kind of it, it just kind of reminded me of, like, the TSA, where they're not real cops, they don't have real authority, but it's, it just seems to me like like we're just shifting. It, it just, I don't know, it's just it's just this fake kind of, this fake kind of authority. Like, it, 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 like they weren't even sworn or elected, or it's just this growing off, like, this, it's just, I, I don't know what to think of it. I it would disturbing. make sense. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense that government uh, bureaucrats would want to affect themselves with more uh, authoritative uh, decorations. And one of the clothing. reasons that people sign up for the military is for the uniform. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons. So it makes perfectly good sense that somebody who's like a G seven or something like that says, you know, I could be a lot more effective in my in the the implementation of my job if people feared and respected me. And so right. all I would need to have that is a uniform that's uh, you know gray with some petulates and uh you know the little uh, red and blue things that the empire had in the in star wars and uh, you know people would which would quake in fear i remember my first job out of high school was at a place called quad graphics they did uh printing and books and magazines and stuff but anyways it was the first time i ever to wear a uniform i didn't go to a private school and i didn't go into the military but i remember thinking it was kind of cool because i remember being like the new guy at work but being able to blend in so i was like oh mm. this is kind of good and so maybe that's a positive to like in a work environment that's creating something actually to do. But when it's done with the military or police, it's like it has the reverse, you know, like, so in that environment, it was a positive environment, you know, and the police put it on and they're like, oh, we're bad and we have the guns. And, you know, so like it projects this, you know, negative or violent, you know, kind of. Well, look what happened with the TSA where they got their real badges at one point, And that was a few, couple of years ago. They I used think. to be sewn on. Right. So then they got a real metal badge and they were very excited about this. You know, like, ooh, it's metal. It's a real badge now. So we're that much closer to, you know, real authorities. When do we get our guns? Yeah. And we're not just groping Tasers. people. Pretty soon we'll be able to beat them up too. So, uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to share about their uh, their visit? Well, I've 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 had people come up uh, to sign in from the state, the uh, uh, the Pennsylvania State Department of Agriculture, and they 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 would have a, like a leather ID case that had a badge and a card in it, but they were dressed in business clothes, like they were dressed like almost like a detective would dress. They they didn't have a big fancy uniform. I mean, they still had an ID with a agriculture badge, but I, I guess it was just a federal thing. But I've even done like a little experiment myself because with private with private security, the uh, the uniforms kind of suck. But I actually bought like a name tag. I bought collar pins that said security, and I like bought all these pins and stuff and put them on my shirt. And like I'd go into a convenience store to get coffee, and like the clerks would like would like be super talkative and oh how like people would were more like people were more like almost like like get a coffee on the house or something almost like they like they like revered it like Hmm. like you got more people holding the door for 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 you it was like a subservient type of like yield and like i wouldn't even make eye contact or it's just people like there'd be some people that would just be so willing to just just like lick your boots they're programmed but 
there was it was a guy called on uh, Saturday night, and I remember he was he was one of the military guys. I think uh, he was formerly in the military for a number of years, like twenty years or something like that. And did you notice, Mark, that he paused for a while after oh, yeah. he talked about how long he was in the military? It's, he wanted us to say it's a relatively common thing uh, for you know people on talk radio to call in and say they're in the military, and then. Uh, get thanked for their service by the the host. He was expecting that, and, and it didn't happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen here on Free Talk Live. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, if you're a trucker out there, yeah, thank uh, you, I, thank you for uh, keeping America moving. Uh, you know, if if, if there's any <laughs> boot licking, I'm going to do it of the, uh, the 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 trucker's boots. But I, you know, I, I, the the idea that uh, somebody went over, you know, joined the military in order to get out of whatever financial strait that they were in, or get free college, or or whatever they did, and were sent to some foreign country to fight a war for politicians and certainly not for me then i you know and I'm, i don't know why i'm supposed to respect that jeremy thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight interesting observations on the idea of authority and it is just an idea it doesn't actually exist it's only in your head 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line hour number three is on the way plenty of time for you to bring up whatever's on your mind take control of the airwaves 1-855-450-3733 this is Free Talk Live Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mandrake? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spend all our time running the Georgia's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should try Try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table. Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Toll-free number here is 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on the air. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. That's where you can actually control the content of the website. So when you find something online, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then other listeners will be given the opportunity to vote. And you get to vote on other things that other listeners submit. The most voted up. You can vote down, too. But the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website where you can uh, push it up to the top, meaning we're more likely to see it when we go looking for things to talk about on the air. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there as we go to the phones and to your thoughts. Um, It's still to come, by the way. We've got this story about a prescription. A lady went to get her prescription filled and ended up in handcuffs. Uh, We'll go to that here in a moment. Mark will tell us the details. But Christian, the Christian anarchist, Gene, is on the line. There are more than one Christian anarchist out there, but uh, Gene, you're with us, uh, listening in Tennessee. Hello there. There's another one? I've met one of them, Michelle Michelle Seven, our uh, former co-host. Oh, man, here, but you popped my bubble. I thought I was the only one. Well, you're still the original in my book. Yeah, there you go. I think Tolstoy (laughs) might take that title. (laughs) Good yeah, point. Good point. I, I've read some of that too. Okay, um, 
this uh, crazy underwear bomb thing came back to the fore again. Oh, and uh, yes, I don't know if you remember, but you and Mark a couple years ago got all wacky about uh, some news story about some uh, some survivalist type people who'd been arrested, and I called you up and and shamed you for believing the printed story. And I don't know that you're believing this printed story because I think you've probably learned your lesson by now. But I'm I believe picking, some. I don't believe others. You know, it's. Uh, I am picking. I'm looking at, at this story, and I am just shaking my head. I which mean, story? Is, I'm sorry. The one about the new underwear bomb plot. It's such. He, he a doesn't bunch. know it, uh, Gene. You're going to have to tell it to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, anyway, it, it is a bunch of, of bull because it talks about a CIA operative who was in some Yemen uh, terrorist group. He infiltrated it, and he. He managed to smuggle out this bomb, and they're not telling us anything about the individual who was the t- supposed terrorist. They're saying that he's no longer a threat and that they've got this bomb that they're doing research on. And it's such a, it's, the whole story stinks. Number one, uh, any terrorist could blow up any airline right now without any problem. And number two, if they did have this kind of a bomb that they developed and the CIA smuggled it out, What's to stop them from just turning around and making another one? They made the first one, didn't they? I mean, it, it, the whole story just stinks. They're saying there's no threat now because it, they smuggled this bomb out. It is a good point. And, and, you know, I mean, one would wonder in Yemen, where they claim is this terrorist hotbed, um, why they can't get some kind of little, you know, uh, little Blas rocket or something like that to take down any flights that might come in from the United <laughs> States. I mean, you know, if... Pan Am is flying in. I know Pan Am doesn't exist anymore. Um, I'm just coming up with the, some names so I don't hurt anybody's business. If Pan Am's flying in and uh, they just, you know, target that one and take it down, it wouldn't be that hard to, uh, right? to get some Americans. Well, I've pointed this out in the past, too, that uh, over 10 years ago, when I worked at Nevada Terawatt Facility in Reno, Nevada, one of the scientists there informed me of something that I wasn't aware of, that there are certain explosive chemicals that a person could mix up, a couple of components that you mix up and you put it into a balloon, and then you swallow this balloon, and four hours later, your body goes boom. Wow. Now, if, if that was known by that scientist 10 years ago that he could tell me about it, you don't think the terrorists know this? You'd think they would. And if they really wanted to take down an airline, don't you think they would do it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this whole thing about terrorism is it's the, it's the new uh, the new ghost, the new uh, the it's new a boogeyman. boogeyman. Yeah, it's the new boogeyman to try and scare everybody to giving up their rights. And there are no terrorists. I'm sorry, I haven't seen one. Can you imagine I if don't... you swallow these balloons and you're sitting there and like the plane's coming in for a landing? You're like, come on, when is it gonna to digest? I'm ready to blow up. Yeah, and it just won't here? go. Yeah, well, I well, interviewed one time a DHS guy who was in Philadelphia, so it's a little weird because DHS was supposed to be like border, homeland, whatever. Hanging out in Philly. Yeah, hanging out in Philly. But I asked him, you know, have you ever arrested a terrorist? He's like, no. You know, and that's convenient because terrorists is who, who, whoever they say they are. But it's funny that they've, you know, they have these officers on duty. If there's such a big deal, they should be arresting them every day. But I, it seems the only ones they seem to arrest are the ones they create or help. That's or, right. Or bring their plot to... Uh, fruit you know the guys are incapable of making bombs until they meet the fbi informant so you're yeah, saying almost, this this whole thing is a sham uh, almost Gene. all of these people are are poor poor 
uneducated, sometimes retarded people who don't know right from wrong. And these CIA types, they take advantage of these crazy wackos and they say, you know what, we ought to do some terrorism, blah, blah, blah. And, they, and, the, and these poor innocent uh, people that never could do it on their own say, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the CIA provides all the means for them to do whatever nasty thing that the CIA could dream up. Then they arrest the people and say, look, what a great investigative team we have. Well, I, I tend to think that there are some folks out there willing to do that, and but at the same time that the numbers are fluffed. And the FBI, I think, has probably been worse at this than the CIA has um, with the, you know all the people domestically that they're picking up that they've For sure. know, funded and um, armed and, and sent out there with missions and in some cases made it just nigh impossible for them to, to live a good life until they do whatever it is the plan the FBI wanted them to do, and then they arrest desperate, them for it. Desperate people do desperate things. But here's the thing. If you look at the, the actual numbers of how many people are that desperate that they would do such crazy things, and the number is very, very tiny. Now, if you want to have a conspiracy with two of these people, you've got to have two of these people that are of a very small percentage of the population that somehow bump into each other and get together and realize that they're both in the same situation, and then they conspire together. And then if you want to get three of them, look at the odds we're talking about to getting that type of people together in a group of three or four or six. It does seem less likely, um, you know, when you're dealing, most of these mosques are trying to turn people in, um, you know, when the FBI sends in informants and that kind of thing in order to stir up some trouble. The informant trouble. has been snitched on. All, most of the time. And then the FBI is just like, yes, thank you for the lead. And then they let the guy continue to do what he's doing. And this is what confuses the situation is that these informants can go about, uh, you know, fomenting terrorism where, you know, the somebody else gets, you know, wrapped up into it and they're arrested immediately. Yeah, I talked to a guy who contacted Coplock and then blogged under the handle Viper for a little while. Is he FBI guy? He's an FBI guy, and he had said his role, after a few conversations, was to buy and or sell guns to people. And so you don't feel like you're entrapping them. And he's he was really of the mindset that he was doing good. To, like, if these people weren't going to buy guns from him, even though he was bringing them what they were asking for, or like, that they were going to do it from somebody else, and that's how he justified the entrapment. Yeah, yeah if, I, if I don't sell them nuclear weapons, they would have bought them somewhere else. Yeah, and that's, you know, we had a long conversation. He seems to have understood that, you know, that's not exactly, you know, you're, you're first of all, creating something that's just a, a good or service to, to create it, to make it illegal, you know, and harm people's rights from protecting themselves by whatever means they feel necessary and criminalizing them and then doing it in a deceitful manner. So he still works for the FBI? He does not. He does not. Okay. Yep. And he's blogging. Uh, is he active blogger or just kind of came in? He has a, he a few was, times? He had a six week uh, like debriefing period, so he's in that, and I haven't heard from him in like I don't know a month. So, so he's just leaving the FBI. Now. So yeah, he should be like out or done. He had like one case that he was wrapping up. So you know, and that's to say he said he was, and I don't know if it still was some sort of you know clever way to investigate he's or just question trapping me. you. Yeah, or somebody <laughs> who just wanted to chat. But Gene, anything else you want to share tonight? Well, keep in mind that most of these people that do exist who are desperate enough to do things like this, they're desperate because they don't have anything, and everything's been taken from them. Sure. And so they don't have the means to do most of these things that even if you could find somebody who's that crazy that wants to do them. Right, which is why we've seen in these cases with the FBI ginning this so-called terrorism up, they're the ones funding it. They're the ones That's that are right. giving these people the money. They're the ones giving them the hookups. They're the ones bringing the, the weapons in. I mean, they're doing it 
they're doing almost all of it themselves, and they're just allowing these dupes to come in and press the button, essentially. Because people, people who have the means to do them generally aren't going to because they have too much to too lose. Too much to lose. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate the call. Good thoughts tonight here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I went to a Drudge Report and found this is uh, this underwear thing's the top story. Yes. That's Ian. <laughs> I was completely unaware. <laughs> More coming up here. You can take control at 855-450-FREE. You can bring up whatever's on your mind and share what you want. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number for you to bring up what you want here on Free Talk Live is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. We also post show prep items there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Well, I went to the Avengers movie that we were talking about earlier. I went with uh, Jason Osborne. It was a really great, um, great experience uh, sitting in there. And he was uh, telling me about some of the fun things that are going to be going on at Porkfest. He's the guy, uh, he and his wife are uh, running it. So I, I do recommend you go over to happyporcupine.info or porkfest.com. Either one goes to the same place and uh, check it out. But uh, Osborne has a company that does uh, accounts receivable. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivable. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect the money uh, from your clients, but you want to keep them, too. SACL CAI, they do collections in a, in a totally different fashion. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. And as I've uh, said before, please do businesses business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Well, let's continue with you and your thoughts. And then coming up, prescription insanity as a woman is arrested for attempting to fill hers. Uh, Mark, you'll tell us that story. And i got a TSA-related story also on the way here. If we get a chance, of course, your calls come first. Shadow is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Shadow. Hello there. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm really enjoying listening to that guy, Dean, up in Tennessee. You call him the Christian Anarchist? That's what he calls himself. Yeah, I was listening right here. By God, God bless you, brother, if you're still listening, because you're right on the money. He's exactly right, 100%. And one of the ways I know it is because I, back during the Cold War, I spent 32 years in intelligence myself. So, buddy, he is right on the money. Yeah, what did you do? What they call independent contractor. In other words, I wasn't a regular agent. I couldn't be one because I went a college boy. And all like that. So, mm-hmm. well, if you are. So I got that. I got in there as a uh, you know independent contractor. And so, what sort of contracts did they have you uh, fulfilling? Well, the same thing the mafia does in, in contracts. You, you're talking about killing people. Yes. Ah, oh, that's. I wouldn't be surprised the CIA does that. <laughs> so what? Where where were you uh, deployed? I was home based in Florida, and I'd be going to Eastern Europe, and you know, I'd go to Germany and. And, uh, you know, all those places, I had some run-ins with, you know, some 
some some of them Stasi people. In fact, I took his gun home with me, a souvenir and everything. So <laughs> well, I had to the... I had to help some people uh, escape from East Germany and some important people. How old are you? Uh, sixty five. I'm 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 German and Mohawk, so that's a good combination, man. You know, Interesting. So. What's that got to do yeah. with it? So, Shadow, do you want to tell us any of your uh, intelligence stories, your your intrigue? Well, it's well. All I can say is this one character. I can do that for you. This one character I I used to play. I got the. You guys may not know this one comedian named uh, Jonathan Winters. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, John Winters. Okay, remember Mob Frickard? Granny? No, I don't remember that. Uh, the old lady on there? Well, that was my favorite character. Uh, you know, I've invented Granny, and I dress up as Granny because <laughs> nobody would ever suspect an old grandma. Everything like get Man, I'd get on the, the airliners, you know, going home or going over and stuff and going home. We And the stewardesses, we'd be talking about recipes, cookies, and cakes uh-huh. and Everybody's so, real nice, old Granny. Man, you know? <laughs> I, I, now, how did you do the makeup for this? I mean, I, 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 were you small enough? I mean, Grannies are generally small creatures. Diminutive, yeah. Yeah, I was I was in my early twenties and everything, and uh, I was very very thin. How tall yeah, are I, you? I come I got I come from a show business family up in Detroit anyway, because that's my hometown. It's like you Mrs. Doubtfire on steroids. Oh, thank you. You get wigs and. Get some some eyebrows, and I get these Critterman's glasses and the dresses and all did that. You ever, kind of stuff. Did you ever take a picture of yourself all dressed up? I'd love to see it, Shadow, because I don't believe oh, a word you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had stuff over the years, but uh, when you move around like I have yeah. so much, you wind up losing stuff. All right. Everything. Well, but, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Don't believe a word he says. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He just doesn't seem credible to me. Okay. I wouldn't He's put called. it past it, but yeah, I don't believe it because I doubt if that were true, they'd call up and just be so open about it, right? Well, who knows? He's a longtime listener. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I, I would suspect that things like this happen. Could it be a listener? Certainly, he seems to know something. I don't know. I don't know. He's made a lot of claims and tall tales. I think uh, over the uh, the year or so that he's been calling into this show. I don't. They usually center around this, though. What around secret the, agents? The, the, he has claimed to be a uh, have worked for the CIA on multiple occasions. Yeah, eight five five four fifty free SACL CAI toll free line. You can uh, bring up whatever's on your mind. So uh, let's get to reality, or at least something that purports to be it. Uh, Mark, you were going to tell <laughs> An us agreed about, upon lie. <laughs> yeah, you were going to tell us about a lady trying to just go and get a prescription filled at the CVS. So this is a crazy story. Where is it happening by it, the way? It's out of uh oh shoot, this is uh from CBS Dallas Fort Worth, maybe Dallas, Dallas yeah. area. And Lenhart. It could be your next door, you know, CBS. CBS is happening at your local drugstore. I mean, this could be anywhere. This is from Susie Solis, I should say here. Um, Anne Lenhart never thought filling out a prescription at CVS Pharmacy in Dallas could land her in jail. The avid yoga practitioner raised more than twenty thousand dollars for of for off the mat into global uh, world global Siva challenge. Off the mat is an organization that was founded by uh, Sean Korn and is a way to take the ideas of yoga and translate them into action. This year, off the mat, I'm really is this this is str- the lady strange. This, this article like is a- about. 
Okay. Um, let me start a little bit later here. And it's like it's like some two things got squished together on this website that don't really make much sense. Okay. All right. <laughs> so um, apparently, okay. So here's where the the story comes. So she goes to uh, you know the this, yoga lady. Yeah, the yoga lady goes to. She's raising money. She goes down to um, Haiti. Um, they're doing some kind of climb there. She says, "I was uh, decided I was ready to come off the waterfall, and it was then that I slipped and hit an outcropping Oof. about ten feet down, and yeah. then from there fell another twenty feet into the water. Uh, The water saved her life, but she shattered her kneecap on the way down. Mm. With the help of several men, she was able to climb out of the area after a three and a half hour trip to the nearest hospital in Port-au-Prince. She underwent reconstructive surgery with no general anesthetic. Wow. I mean, like, I'm not looking to get any kind of surgery in Haiti. I've been to a hospital in Haiti and it... Until you bounce your knee off a cliff on the way down, you know, and it's kind of important. So... They gave me, a, uh, apparently a week later, she went, oh, good, the website's refreshing here. CBS does that. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You, you can try to stop it, um, like just push the little X up in the corner, but it'll do whatever it wants to do. So anyway, let me uh, see if I can get back to the spot that I was uh, previously. Um, so she had operation. Yeah, she, she was flown back to the U.S. a week later, still in deep pain, and admitted to Baylor Medical Center in Dallas. They gave her a pretty high heavy-duty narcotic known as Norco um, as a painkiller, and um, she was she had used that up. She had been a month, and she'd called for her refill. This is uh, Linhart um, being quoted here. The pharmacy called Linhart to ask her exactly what time she would be in to pick up her prescription. So, folks, this is something you need to know if the pharmacy asks, asks you exactly what time you'll be in. This is a warning sign. I wonder if it was even then that called or if it was the cop. She thought it was uh, odd, but now the pharmacy was involved in this one. Okay. So she'd already had it filled once. She was going back for a refill. Yep. Presumably to the same pharmacy. I don't know. Maybe she got it from the hospital. I mean, she'd, she'd been from Haiti to this uh, medical center. To, so maybe not. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, but usually the hospital doesn't dispense something with refills on it. I couldn't say. More coming up. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. Even if you want to tell a tall tale, 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and the podcast as well, m.freetalklive.com. You can, of course, call in about whatever you want. We've been talking about a a story about a lady looking to get prescription medication. She had severely injured herself uh, during a a fall up the side of a waterfall or climbing a waterfall. That sounds really safe. Uh, Anyway, she uh, hurt herself, had had an operation done, was issued a prescription for Norco, was it? That's right. Some sort of serious uh, painkiller and narcotic painkiller. 
And she went through the first uh, bottle and then was prepared to get her refill. Called up the CVS to, I guess, place the order for the refill, because that's something that you can do, as I understand it. You order the refill in advance, and then it's ready for you to pick up, that we don't have to stand there and wait wait for it. And they asked her, did they? was it on the first call, or did they call her back and then ask her when she was going to come in? They, The pharmacy called her. Uh, so they, they, so know, she ordered the refill, right. and then they called her? Right. She uh, It had been a month, and she had called for her refill. The pharmacy mm-hmm. called her and asked her exactly what time she would be in to pick up her prescription. She thought it was odd, but told the pharmacy what time she'd be there. Got it. Still on crutches, unable to drive. A friend of Lenhart's drove her to the CVS in uh, Oak Cliff. I guess this is uh, somewhere in Texas. I don't think of too many cliffs in Texas, but you know what, what do I know? She wasn't able to pick up her prescription because police a police officer arrived to pick her up. He was hmm. like, we need to go outside, she said. I was on crutches, and I listened to this description. I was on crutches. I had a permanent IV line in my arm. I had a big leg brace, and I asked him if it was necessary, and he said yes. Rather policingly, escorted me to the uh, front door and into the back of a waiting patrol car. Oh, my. Linhar was so stunned, she didn't think to ask the officer any questions. The officer explained to her what was going on. He said, well, we believe that you forged your pain pill prescription, and we're going to call your doctor now. So, wait, don't the doctors normally, like, I don't go to doctors very often, so maybe I'm out of the loop here. Like, they actually still give you a piece of paper that you take to- They do. Yeah. They do. This isn't like email that over to the pharmacy. You don't say like I'll be at CVS and they can email. The different or- circumstances are different. But okay. Yes. And probably I'm sure it states as otherwise as well. But you do get a piece of paper. I mean, last time I got a prescription, I had a piece of paper for it. Um, and this is what I find so interesting about this story. We believe that you formed, and we're going to call your doctor now. They had plenty of time to fulfill to fill this prescription, and if you wanted to check with the doctor and you hadn't had a chance, perhaps you could wait another day. Right. I mean, is it necessary <laughs> to arrest some someone because you believe that the prescription might be? forged and you haven't talked to the doctor a police officer uh, you know allowed a pharmacy to speculate as to whether or not this prescription might be fraudulent right or you could start at the beginning like why does the government you know why does this woman why does anyone even have the ability or is there the crime of forging a prescription you know if she really sure. wants drugs why don't you just go, why do you need a permission slip just go in i want these drugs and whatever i tend to agree know? i think there there shouldn't be a prescription process but the one thing about the pharmacy is they must be trained to read that chicken scratch, right? Like they can read those prescriptions. I don't know how they do it, but uh, so they probably are trained at spotting fakes. They probably sure know to what extent. to look for. Sure. Well, that and they probably have worked with this doctor. I mean, she probably she doesn't sound like she was traveling very far, so he's probably had other patients come in there and fill prescriptions. So mm-hmm. you would think he could rec- they could recognize writing the, the office, you know. But, it, but he arrested steady. her on the say-so. On the, the say-so. It said that we believe we are calling your doctor now. She's in the back of the police car. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're putting a citizen, if you're putting a human being in the back of a police car, do have done your due diligence. Do your detective work beforehand. And this is the kind of sloppy, crappy police work that is just, as far as I'm concerned, it's rampant. I, yeah, I've, well, I've read too much of this stuff. There's no punishment for him for doing it this way, right? Yeah, right. you are currently, you know, the, stat, the status quo is detain you and find something you've done wrong. You right. know, so this is all these, you didn't provide ID or do whatever, and then we'll find something. You look suspicious. You. 
Yep. So he says, I've worked with this pharmacist a number of times, and he's never made a mistake. Well, I'll let you know something, Mr. Law Enforcement Officer. Everybody you've ever talked to in your entire life, yourself and your mom included, have made mistakes. So the idea that you think that this pharmacist hasn't made any mistakes is not sufficient evidence. Mm. I mean, it's like these guys don't even know what jurisprudence is. They have no idea what they're supposed to be doing out there. Hey, he's got an empty back seat in that cruiser, and he needs to fill it with a warm body. Even yeah, if she's crippled. He's got to fill out the paperwork. I mean, I understand what in the world he's thinking about. He's thinking, I got to keep this woman safe. She's in pain. Right. And she don't want her doing anything wrong. And I don't know what he's thinking. I, I can only imagine what it was like. Her prescriptions run out. She's got this knee uh, shattered kneecap. She's on this. Uh, she's on know, an IV. IV. The, the leg brace. This um, incredibly powerful painkiller. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like sitting in the holding cell of the Dallas County Jail overnight. She was there. Right, and she probably couldn't possibly send a friend to go and pick up the prescription. Do they even allow that when you're dealing with... Uh, you I don't know, think anymore. I remember picking up prescriptions for my mom when I was a teenager, but sure. I doubt they do that anymore. I bet you can't now. Especially uh, something like Norco, right? I really think cops like lose the absolute logic aspect of their brain because in this instant, you know, fine, he's going to come and investigate it. He's doing his job. Let's buy all that BS. But when he walks in and sees a woman with an IV and crutches and a bum leg, she's faking. Yeah, I'm sure he he's seen say, fakers in his life. Right. But, but why wouldn't he, why wouldn't the logic side kick in if that were one of us in this role? Maybe we were the security of CVS or whatever, and I'd walk up and say, "Ma'am, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here for a minute while we check out your prescription because obviously you're not gonna run away. There's no need for me to handcuff you or detain you. I have two perfectly good legs and I could catch you. Right. So we're gonna chill out here for a minute. How about I get you a seat and a pillow for your leg or some water and we check this out? But no cuffs or i don't know if she said she was cuffed or not she got put, put in the back of a police but car in the back of a odds police are good car. this should have been done ahead of time they called her and asked her what time she would be in yeah. to pick up this prescription um and if she said it was too soon then they should have said well we're not going to be ready by then mm-hmm. or we don't have your prescription ready none of this this woman should not have been detained by anyone for any reason if they felt they had a, a fraudulent prescription and they had a doctor confirming that there was a fraudulent cr- prescription then you've got an arrestable offense but this wasn't even done on that this was like arrest this lady take her to jail we're going to figure out whether or not this is a fraudulent uh, prescription did she end up making it to jail oh yeah she spent the night in jail oh my god she was released on bond I'm charged sorry. with obda- uh, obtaining a controlled Substance by fraud and by fraud a felony. But the, the, that didn't check gonna, out. Yeah, I thought I th- that. Did. I thought they were going to call him right then. They, they don't have sleeping? to call her right then. They got her in jail. I know, but I thought you said that the cops said he was going to call the doctor like right then. Does that mean that he couldn't get in touch with him? Know. All right, you're going to jail. Who knows? Oh, they didn't say. I thought later this story ended with them figuring out she had the prescription. Oh, they she, did. They, they figured it out. Um, after she bonded out. Yep. She said she couldn't go back to work because the Human Relations Department said that they'd received paperwork and that uh, until that was cleared up, she wasn't allowed back at work. Right, because anytime you get arrested, good luck getting your job back. It, it does happen. Um, and it says that... Uh, excuse doesn't, me. It doesn't matter whether you've been convicted. She was just arrested and yep. possibly might have lost her job as a result of that. They dropped the charges after speaking to her doctor, which means that they must not have spoken to him before that. He's probably uh, of after course, hours. The police He's department, probably off. The police department, which has no accountability to you and I as citizens, declined to talk to CBS 11, um, the, the press, uh, in this matter. 
Uh, she's suing CVS for false imprisonment and defamation and more because she could probably get some money out of CVS because Unlike it's hard as heck to sue the uh, police department when, in fact, the police should have been the bulwark against this kind of abuse. Yeah, and CVS doesn't want this in the paper any longer than yeah. it has to be. They, they say here that every doctor has a DEA number that is unique to them, that they had cross-referenced it at the time. The, the doctor, you know, it would have shown that that was the case and that apparently there was some mistake in cross-referencing. And, of course, CVS has issued apology. The Dallas Police Department, like I said, has not. no comment because they don't have to give a comment. So, what do we go. do wrong? We're just doing our job. Right. Yeah, not even after you arrest somebody. The officer himself can't even say, I'm sorry, you know? Right. I love when police talk. I about don't think the this department. is CVS's fault. I think, I mean, there was a mistake made there, but frankly, the arrest powers lie with the officer. And I the don't know. The pharmacist didn't arrest her. Well, yeah, but the pharmacist made the call. What 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 kind of fear are the ph- pharmacists operating under, though? Like, what kind of threats are they doing their business under? That would be an interesting question to have answered. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Time enough for you and your thoughts. If you make the call right now, we'll probably be able to sneak in here. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. A demo. And Mark. And once again, the number 855-450-FREE. Plus, you can join us on our website. You may support the show in a variety of different ways, and some of those are enumerated for you over at promote.freetalklive.com. You can download web graphics, for banner ads, for instance, for your website. Also, high-resolution graphics. Maybe make a T-shirt out of it or something like that. Uh, do whatever you want with it. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. There are flyers you can download as well, plus a free bumper sticker available to you at promote.freetalklive.com. Are you or do you know a an outdoor enthusiast? Somebody who's in, into camping or hunting, survival or shooting gear? Because if you do or are... ManVentureOutpost.com has all the best name brands, and they've got them at prices that you haven't seen collected in one place on the Internet. Um, I'm relatively confident in that. I have a couple of friends who are big outdoors enthusiasts, and they were stunned by the prices of the knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, and so much more they've got over there at ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Uh, They don't advertise individual prices because, well, the manufacturers don't like that. um, you know, the, giving the, the lowest rates out here in, uh, in, in Radio Land. You can get an additional 5% off their already low rates with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right, we go to the phones and to your thoughts. Me and Mai is calling from Indy, listening to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, I was in World War One, so I... Thanks for your service. Me and Mai. <laughs> Sorry, say again. You were interrupted by Mark. No, my code name in the service was me and my, so Shadow might have been my son. <laughs> me okay. and my Shadow. That's me. cute. Yeah. And my Shadow. What, what kind of uh, covert operations did you do in uh, World War One? I? I mean, were you skulking about the trenches of the other side? I 
don't know. If he's 44, then I guess World War II when he was in it, I guess. I don't think he claimed to be in World War II. II. I I don't remember that part of his story. He just claimed to be anyway, helping people no. escape from East Germany, and uh, that I, th- I think it, you it's know, possible, I suppose. Yeah, but East Germany and West Germany were around a lot longer after World War. Yeah, 1989. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything anyway, else you want to share? I just want to thank that uh, Richard Murdoch did win today in the primaries in Indiana today against Richard Luger. Ooh, thank goodness. Yeah, it's all over now. One, one dick over another. Freedom! Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. 35 years? I wish I'd been in the job for 35 years. and then. Uh, so wait, the guy who was the incumbent good. lost is what you're saying? For 35 years. Yeah. I, 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 I never feel bad when an incumbent gets kicked out. But that's not going to really change anything, is it? I don't know. That but he was a good political... He was a good... Uh, uh, Democracy overseas about nuclear weapons and demolishing those, but 35 years, come on. Thanks for the call, me and my. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. For those who don't know, uh, I don't know if that was the same guy that called in last week, but he called to inform us that there was some Republican who's going to challenge this one Republican that was in office and was going to, you know, this other Republican in office has been in there for 35 years and he's actually a Democrat and so we're going to have a Republican really finally in the... Real fired up about it, huh? Yeah. Both of their names were Dick and so I just couldn't resist. Oh. Uh, 855-453. We continue. I do like to see the incumbents get kicked out, though. I mean, it's... If if you kick out enough incumbents sooner or later, you come along with somebody who's good. But then again, there's no guarantee that oh, yeah? you get kicked like, out. Like you like it as like you like your favorite when your favorite football team scores a touchdown. Like it, like it's just excitement for a moment and it passes. I yeah, about that much. Okay, good. right, because we're all the uh, non-incumbents who have like cared about freedom. Yeah, not many. Right. Let's continue with Larry listening to WXNT and Indy. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. How you, doing? How you doing, guys? Hey, Larry. You know, I'm surprised you got on, but I'm on now. And the thing about why are you uh, surprised you got on? You know, I call some nights and I end up waiting about a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, and never get on. Really? Huh, like, well, you're you never avoiding, know. like you're avoiding my input. No, no that's not true. But I doubt it, though. I doubt it. You're pretty straight up. But anyway, you talk about uh, Walgreens and CVS, right? We were just talking about CVS. Okay, now the only drugstores here in the Indianapolis area is CVS and Walgreens. Okay. And I remember maybe about uh, 40 years ago, we had all kind of pharmacies around. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is we're so cheap that we allow people like like the CVSs and Walgreens to come in, put everybody out of business. Then the state delegates arresting powers to them. They delegate powers that, uh, well, syndicate. Against anybody else tries to get in the drug distribution business. Well, I think that's through regulation. I think what you've seen back in the day was, you know, if anyone wanted to provide a service or good to somebody else, they could. So maybe the general store and the gas Uh station and the other place would have these uh, items of convenience like aspirin or joints or whatever it might be. But you see, when you... When you have a monopoly like Walgreens and... Uh, uh, not a monopoly, sir. Yeah. Well, not a monopoly. A CBX, a paired thing. They, they control the market. But they're they're pretty close to an oligopoly. Mm-hmm. oligopoly. Yeah, but, you know, you're going to have things like this happening because they're going to be so closely regulated that they're going to call in when you call for your prescription and there's one digit wrong. And oh, you're yeah. going to be arrested. You're not going to be able to sue or do anything else about it because it's going to be a... Uh, just a mistake, and the guy to call in about Murdoch, uh, 
I don't know what what's the matter with people when they talk about cutting. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about cutting down on uh, public employees, cutting back on stuff. They talking about cutting off the avenue that they got their money. Now they don't want anybody else to get it. Like they talking about close the post office down. Well, that's probably how they made their money. Close the car industry down. Uh, stop, stop the union jobs. Sure, they've made their money. They're retired. And they don't want their kids to have a chance to do the same thing they've done. Well, so, uh, that doesn't make much sense. It, well, it does make sense. It really makes sense. When Why you wouldn't look you at want somebody, your kids to do as well as you did? Yeah, that, that have worked for, for 40 years in a, in a car factory and have several hundred thousand dollars, and then his kid comes along and he says, you work at Burger King. That, that don't, that's what don't make any sense. I don't know what your relationship with your parents was like, Larry, but well, uh, most parents yeah, I know wouldn't want to cut off their child from opportunities for themselves. But you got... Hey, the, like I, I was going to make one point with you and Mark and raise the question that the ability that you talk about we had in the past do not exist. Which one are you referring anymore. to? Mark and Ann. Which one are you referring to? What ability? You're, you're always talking about how you want to be free and you want to move to a live-free state. Well, why do you want to be free? Because of the ability provided for you by government. What? If there was not streets and stuff around here... What, what good would it do you to Are be Are you really going there? The roads. Okay, so uh, let's talk about roads. All right, Larry. Larry, Larry. Thanks. You can listen off the air. Thanks for the call. So let's talk about roads real quick. Um, certainly, there, you know, roads were built by private individuals wanting to get from one place to another prior to the government taking care of them. The government came in it's and true. co-opted them and, and certainly paved them in some cases. Uh, but you can see private roads doing quite well in uh, Southern California. There's uh, quite a few of them. But, you know, They're competing with uh, government roads and charging a premium, and people want to use them because they can get to work much more quickly. You can see Roads, uh, you know, appearing in, you know, say uh, subdivi- subdivisions. They've got to put Those roads are all in. private. Yeah, so that people can drive to their houses and that kind of thing. I Disney think that, World. I think that, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that businesses would want people to be able to get to them and that the way that they would get to them would likely be the road. Uh, the, the, the problem we have is a monopoly in roads. I think the different things could be tried and roads could be constructed in different ways and we'll never know because the government just extracts money from people through property taxes and gas taxes and things like that um, in a way that is, you know, unjust. If I'm mowing my lawn, I'm paying gas taxes on the gas that I got to mow my lawn or, you know, riding my ATV or whatever. That's not fair. Why should I pay your road taxes for when I'm not using stuff on the road? I'm using my wood splitter out at my house. I'm paying gas taxes on that stuff. Yeah, it amazes me on how people think there's this necessity provided by the or this uh, need that the, for what the government provides, and it's just false. I mean, if to think that there would be no roads if there was no government is just absolutely <laughs> only ludicrous. the government could possibly lay pavement in well, an the organized manner. Provides necessary services, but it's not necessarily the only service that could you know organization that could provide those necessary services and uh, the last time i checked people built roads and they would continue right. to do so if the government <laughs> didn't exist which it doesn't it's just a bunch of people who think they have the right to control you the government passes out monopolies for electricity in most places but mm-hmm. some places there's competition in electrical service the, the government passes out monopolies and trash collection in some places the other places there's competition why is in the world does there you know i mean in in fact if you want a road where you want a road and the government doesn't want to build it there you've got to build it yourself 
but yep. it all comes down to how they want to do things. I loved moving to uh, Keene, New Hampshire, and discovering that I actually had to choose my garbage company. That was so cool. <laughs> See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.